time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Welcome to another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find us online by going to greensbororetirement.com. Listen to past episodes of the podcast, subscribe, and find more great information all on greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, thanks for taking the time to join us this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. Hope you are. Glad to hear that. I'm well and looking forward to our show today. Every once in a while here on the podcast, we like to take a look at what's happening in the news. You know, I think sometimes if we spend too much time looking at the news, it just kind of makes makes your head spin and, I don't know, might make your blood pressure rise. And <laughs> sometimes it can be frustrating to watch the news. But every once in a while, we'll keep an eye out for some headlines that might actually impact us personally, and especially from a financial perspective, might bring up some good conversation. And in particular, Glenn, there were two recent headlines that I thought we'd bring up on today's show to break down a little bit and see how they might impact somebody who might be preparing for retirement, maybe even recently retired, and what it might mean for them on a you know smaller individual scale. And it's kind of fun to do this sometimes, connecting these larger moving pieces to our individual lives. First example was a headline not too long ago that saw David Walker, who, for those who don't know, is the former Comptroller General of the United States. And before I uh, read what David said, just for those who don't know, Glenn, I mean, we're talking about a a very well-qualified, well-respected member of the financial community, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, David Walker, he, you know, he was a comptroller general, like you say, for the country, which is basically, you know, he's kind of in charge of looking at the overall budget and everything that comes to it. It's kind of the thing that it's like the, he was the, um, the accountant for the United States is kind of a way that a lot of people would term it. And, you know, he served under both uh, Democratic and Republican, you know, administration. So he's pretty much a straight shooter right down the middle and kind of hear the facts, you know, and this is this is just what we're looking at versus, you know, sometimes things get, you know, a little bit political or maybe quite a bit political in Washington. But David takes his job very seriously. And, you know, obviously when he was there as the Comptroller General and, and now since he's left, he's still trying to uh, alert people people to what we're facing as a country. Well, he raised some red flags recently when he said that the federal spending is completely out of control, and he added to that that there is no party of fiscal responsibility in America anymore. Pretty bold statement. I think a lot of us knew that their federal spending was maybe getting a little bit out of control, but then to you know, kind of place the blame on all parties involved, saying there's no fiscal responsibility in America anymore, that's a bold statement and an unnerving one from somebody as kind of calm and steady as he is. Are there any financial planning implications to this in your mind? Well, Walter, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to think about it's like so if spending's out of control, which obviously that's an opinion that he's putting out there, but there's an awful lot of people, you know, in the financial services industry, and I think a lot of Americans would probably hold that same view. And so if you believe that and you agree with that, then you have to think about it. It's like, okay, well, what does what does that mean to you as as a citizen, right? And what can you do, you know, to help protect yourself? You know, obviously, you know, you, you want to try to vote in elections and so forth. But when it comes down to your own personal finance, 
finances, you know, what do you do? You know, when you start looking at that and so you say, okay, well, if the government's spending more and more money and basically we all kind of know that, hey, the debt is knocking, it's actually beginning to knock on the door of $22 trillion of debt. And, you know, we're looking at increasing deficits, you know, as we look at the current budget plans and so forth. If the government has all these bills to pay and we know that we have, you know, the baby boom generation is turning 65 at a rate of roughly 10,000 people per day. Now, that's going to be going on for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years. Well, now we've got an issue because there's more and more folks who are going to be more and more dependent upon Social Security, Medicare, everything else. And so you have to start asking the question, well, how are these bills going to get paid? Right. And when you start asking that question, well, how does the government raise money? And the obvious answer is through taxes. Right. And so you have to think in terms of, well, hey, we just got a, a tax cut. You know, what's the problem? Well, the challenge is obviously the debt and the deficits and these future obligations. And so you have to look at it and say, okay, well, is it likely that these tax rates are going to stay as they are? Or are they going to go down further or are they more likely to rise? And so when I pose that question to folks and when they come into the office or when I do a workshop or a course or something, an awful lot of folks would agree with David Walker that the tax rates, you know, likely they could potentially go up, right? And so if they go up, you know, in a significant way, well, now you've got a challenge, particularly if you're in retirement or you're getting ready to retire, because if you're like most Americans and you've got money in your 401k or your traditional IRA, those are pre-tax dollars. And so the tax rate hasn't been determined on those yet. That's determined when you take the money out. And so when you start thinking about that, you start, okay, well, there might be some planning opportunities. What can I do? How am I going to deal with that? And so then that's when, you know, financial planning and tax planning start coming together. And, you know, you, you start working on, well, how can we determine your income plan, you know, along with any other resources you have, social security benefits, et cetera. It becomes a very important thing to start to think about as to how are you going to start, what's your exit strategy? How are you going to get money out of these, you know, tax deferred or tax postponed accounts? Well, those are important questions. And sometimes, you know, if we don't have the answers to those questions, that can put us at great risk for failure when it comes to our retirement planning. Well, that's right, Walter. And so that's a lot of the planning that we really begin to look at in terms of when folks are transitioning into retirement or already in retirement. And we have to start thinking along the lines of, well, you know, you have three stages of life as far as saving for retirement. You know, you have the working years or what we would call the accumulation years where you're trying to build up all your resources and assets to be able to retire. And then we have the phase where you really are in preservation and then you transition to distribution. Right? I mean, most people are saving those dollars into those accounts so that they can create, you know, retirement income. And so then we have to start thinking more and more about income planning because they're no longer going to be getting a paycheck coming from their job or from their business if they're retiring. And so it's all about how do we make that money last? How do we be efficient with it? Let's make sure that we're not sending excess taxes to Washington or to Raleigh. You know, if we can, you know, legally and ethically avoid taxation by following the rules and doing some planning about, well, let's take this account and let's start drawing from this account here. Let's turn on Social Security 
there and you start to strategize about how is it going to serve you best to start taking the, those income streams. And that's something that most people really haven't really taken a lot of time to think about. You know, they thought more along the lines, well, am I saving enough? You know, how should I position the money in these accounts? Those kinds of things, which are the natural questions, you know, when you're in the accumulation phase, but when you start moving into the preservation and distribution, you have to start asking different questions and you want to make sure that your advisor that you're working with is skilled in that area and that's their area of expertise. Well, very good considerations. And again, this is from David Walker, the Comptroller General of the United States across two different you know, administrations on both sides of the aisle. So raises some alarm bells there, and it should be one of those kinds of things that we see in the national news that perks our ears up to see, all right, what am I doing to take care of business on the home front on my particular situation? And so let that be right. a lesson from and, this. And one other thing, Walter, is I'll say, you know, I mean, you have the other side of that question is, is uh, well, what happens if he's wrong? What happens if tax rates don't go higher? Well, you know, when you're doing your planning, you, you're looking into the future and you're trying to forecast what's likely to happen. And so the main thing that you have to think in terms of was like when you stop work and you know that you're going to have to live off the assets that you have, you, you want to plan for the worst case scenario, obviously, and hope for the best. Obviously, nobody has a crystal ball, but you want to look into the future and say, well, what is likely to happen and what does your gut tell you and what's the most likely scenario? And then you really start to plan and work around that. You with me? Makes a lot of sense, Glenn. Absolutely. So that's the first news headline that sort of caught our eye recently. But something else that jumped out to us and definitely impacts you on an individual level, but I kind of want to, I don't know, I guess ask this in a different way, Glenn. You know, the IRS announced that they're going to be increasing the contribution limit for IRAs and 401ks this year. So in 2019, you can now contribute more to those accounts. First of all, Glenn, what are the details of those increases? And then also, if we were already maxing out our contributions before, should we just kind of automatically assume we should increase to the new threshold? Well, so um, addressing the first thing first, and Walter, in terms of they, they've increased the amount that you can contribute by $500, right? So prior into your 401k, you know, if you were under age 50, then you were able to, you know, to put in 18500 last year. Now that's up to 19000 And the catch-up provisions have stayed the same. So if you, you, know, you put in the maximum amount, if you were to max that out, you know, it goes from with the catch-up provisions, if you're 50 or over, now you can contribute up to 25,000 versus 24,500. So that's the increase that has happened. Kind of similar things on the IRA front as well of the extra $500 that you could put into an IRA. Obviously, IRA limits are significantly lower than the 401k, but you know the IRS guidelines has bumped things up basically to kind of try to keep up with inflation a little bit to give people the ability to save more for retirement. So that being said, you know, the question obviously that now comes is the second one you asked is like, well, should I try to max that out? Right. You know, should we save as much as we possibly can? And of course, it's always a very good idea to save for your retirement and save for the future. The question is, where is the best place to save it? Right. And so unfortunately, you know, there's not a one size fits all answer to that, you know, because truly the answer to that is it depends. Right. Because, you know, it depends upon, well, how much have you already saved? How old are you? How close are you to retirement? 
what other resources do you have and or does your spouse have and what are you going to be the types of accounts and you know do you have a pension a variety of different things are going to play into what are you going to have for your retirement income and of course everybody's situation is a bit different and everybody's goals are a bit different one person might be way behind and they really need to put in a lot of money and you know and try to save 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 and another one might be it's like well you know i definitely want to get my match right because i want to get the employer match but maybe i don't want to keep putting money into this particular account or maybe i want to consider possibly doing a you know a roth 401k or a roth ira versus the the traditional because when you start thinking about well what type of account do we have it actually plays into what we were just talking about you know in terms of what does the taxation look like in the future because if you're putting money into you know pre-tax dollars into a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA it simply means that you're putting money in now and you're making an agreement with the government that you're going to pay taxes later on that money that you put into that account so you say okay well okay, I get that. I'm going to put that money in and pay taxes later. The question is, is what is the tax rate going to be in the future? And, you know, I don't think anybody can accurately forecast what that is. So you have to determine, does it make sense for you in your particular situation to postpone the taxes on this money. I think it's probably a wise thing for most people to have some money in that bucket, so to speak. It's like when we think in terms of how to segment your money, I like to think in terms of, well, we have this bucket and we have another bucket of money. And so when we think of pre-tax money uh, or tax deferred money, we think in terms of that's a particular type of money, that's a bucket of money that we are going to draw from in the future. You know, we might, you know, want to make sure that we have, quote unquote, the right amount of money there. You know, is it possible that we have not enough money there? Is it possible that we have too much money there? And the answer to those questions is yes. If we're thinking about tax planning, we want to go through some analysis to try to determine, you know, how much is the right amount to have? And that might sound kind of weird. It's like, well, what do you mean? What's the right amount to have? And, you know, I want to have as much as I possibly can. And that's probably true in terms of your retirement savings. The question is, is what is the tax treatment? What is the risk on, the, on that money? And is there different ways that you can set money aside for retirement other than just the 401k or the IRA? And the answer is obviously yes. There's a variety of different things that you can do and probably makes sense to really start thinking about that the closer that you're getting to retirement. Important considerations, I think, all around. And when you have these conversations about IRAs and 401ks and which one you should contribute to, should you max those kinds of things out. I know that the big takeaway here has to be, Glenn, that you know it just needs to fit in with the rest of the plan, right? You can't make these decisions in a vacuum. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. I mean, everybody's situation's different. And like I say, I mean, I, I think if you've listened to this podcast over time, there's a constant theme that runs in the background that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all. You know, everybody's situation, I believe, is different. Um, you have different resources. You have different goals. There's all kinds of things that make your situation be different than the next person. And you really want to evaluate your particular situation and what's going to be best for you and how do you position your money in the context of planning for you and for your family. Any other final thoughts, Glenn, before we wrap up the show today on these two important headlines that I think people need to make sure that they're uh, paying attention to? 
Well, Walter, I mean, again, it's that basic theme. You know, we have to look at what are the risks that you are facing in the future, particularly, you know, in retirement. Some of the big ones that obviously come up is that you have market risk, right? You know, the volatility of the markets can go up and down. And if you have an account that is subject to that as you're transitioning to retirement or in retirement, you have to think in terms of when are you going to draw from that money? You know, how much volatility do you want to have the your sooner money, you know, the money that you're going to draw from in the near term? You know, how exposed should that be to the volatility? And obviously, you know, you want to position that so, you know, you're not drawing from accounts that are dramatically down, you know, if you can avoid it. Right. You also think in terms of what other risks do we have? Well, we've spent you know quite a bit of time on this particular podcast talking about you know, future taxation and the risk of what will future tax rates be and what will the thresholds be to take you into the next tax brackets. Those are serious considerations that you want to be planning for and, you know, looking to see, you know, hey, does my income plan make sense? And does my plan, you know, efficiently take into account the way the tax code is? And then, of course, things that we've also talked about in the in past and also I'm sure we'll talk about in the future is the other really big, big thing to consider when you are in retirement is what is your situation and how have you positioned yourself to take care of the possibility of long-term care expenses, right? Those three things, the market, taxation, and long-term care are things that are in the future that we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know exactly when and if these things are going to happen, but we also know that the likelihood is strong that we're going to have to deal with it, and your plan should incorporate all of those things, and how are you going to deal with those future risks? Important considerations, all of them, that's for sure. If you've got questions about anything we've talked about today, want to discuss with Glenn some of these different issues, how they might impact your financial situation, I invite you to give him a call, 336-291-3535. Glenn can help you kind of sort out the important things that are happening in your own financial plan and make sure that you're well prepared for your retirement future. 336-291-3535, again, is that number. And we're always online at greensbororetirement.com. You can click on free consultation at the bottom of the page to schedule right there from your smartphone or computer. Just go to greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, thanks for all the help this week, and we'll look forward to another good conversation with you next time around. We'll see you, Walter. Thanks. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. <laughs>